It's not getting it's it, not getting it. Yeah, so that was, saying that reminds me of uh, makes that when you know you're a grown ass man too. Right? That reminds me of a question I asked some of my clients. That when I asked them, they said, "You know, it's the only thing worse than dying in this life." And they'll say, "What?" And I said, "Having to ask your kids for money." <laughs> sure. Now that he never well, no, I take that back. Um, as he got older, he was retired, and he had a great pension, but most of it was going toward. Uh, the mortgage and healthcare stuff, and yeah. so he never had pocket money. Right. But so, so it, once again, <laughs> that that role reversal hit me like a ton of bricks. The first time that I remember, like, hey, you want to go get something to eat, Dad? And uh, there was breakfast or whatever, and he was, he was like, and, and I could tell he was hemming and hawing and. I was like, I got it, Pop. You don't worry about it. And he was like, All right, he's like, All right, my son is taking me to breakfast. And like, <laughs> and that, but the pride, I could hear it in his voice. Like, my son is gonna take me to breakfast. And from that point on, shit, I don't think Pop ever paid for anything with me if he didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you opened the door. That's all you got. But not even because. Why? But not even because you know because he wouldn't have. It's just like I knew his situation, so I just, I just, and it was always small. It was, you know, it was a breakfast or a lunch, or, you know, he didn't, he wasn't looking for, you know, big money or big loans. I mean, at a, at a certain point, he just his oh, his sickness had progressed, and yeah. he shouldn't even be driving. Right. So it was really like. But he still wanted to be out in the world because he was very social. Yeah, yeah. It's tough too. You know, I'm going down through that with my mom where we. She's having to have restrictions. I'm having to tell her what she can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Sold her house, bought her another one. Turn around, taking my mom, throw her all kinds of ways like that. It's yeah. it's a hell of a deal when you start doing that for your parents. Yeah. Well, and we've we've had the conversation like when at what point in your life do you become the adult and they become the child? They cared for, and yeah. they can no longer yeah. wipe their ass. Uh, no, long before that, that yeah, because yeah. hey, that day came too, <laughs> and I didn't like that day at all. <laughs> Let me tell you, I think for a lot of guys it comes after retirement, yeah, because you, know, you work so hard to do one thing for so many years, and whether whether you think you do or not, I think as a guy you define yourself so much by what you do. You have an interesting story time. yourself about your father and you and things. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. That's a you have an interesting life in that aspect. Yeah, this, this was a a really bizarrely bittersweet sort of a topic for me. Like we we had a lot of ups and downs, and most of them have been my fault. And to this day, like he still makes an effort to try to uh, he thinks make amends for shit he did wrong. I I didn't think he did it wrong. I thought I had it coming, but. Like, we didn't talk for seven years at one point. Like, oh, wow. you know, to school for six months, dropped out, and he called and he said, you are the biggest fucking loser I've ever met. Never gonna amount to shit. And so don't, let's, don't talk anymore. And so we didn't. I was like, all right, fuck you. Yeah. And that was like, in a weird way, you say sometimes it's better to mm-hmm. hold those grudges sometimes. Yeah. Every so the long. only thing on earth that ever made, turned me into a fucking man ever was just going, okay. You're on your own, you know, and get your shit done and figure out your responsibilities and go on with life. And, uh, 
and then since that point, he's tried various ways to try to get back and have a closer relationship. And at times I was open to it, and at times I wasn't. And when you talk about having no regrets, I have a million regrets because now I see that he's been trying to make an effort for years, and he would. I would always find out later through my mom all this shit that he was doing that I didn't know anything about. Uh, your dad, is your dad passed? No, he's still alive, but you know he's turned up. He's a little older, slipping just a little bit. You know, no silly things. Never, ever, ever too late. I understand, but it is also not just that easy. So like, no, okay. it's not easy. And so, um, uh, it's just it's a very complicated relationship, but it's been one that has been great for me. Like I, I can look back and go, I would never be the person I am now had it not been for him. At the same time, I'm like. Well, was there another round to get there? Another round. You know, sometimes... I miss not taking advantage of better times with yeah, sometimes, so. sometimes it's easy to write a letter if you can't express things in words. So you, you put them on paper and, and you're able to express them better and then pass it on. Yeah, I and mean, we, we do little things. He's a very, very religious man. I am not at all. And so, you know, when we start talking, we have these weird little... We don't just don't disagree. We just we just disagree on shit, you know. And I'm not a real follower at all. And you know that's very important to him in the time that he grew up. He was a self-made guy, you know that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Trying to work through this. My parents did grow up in a lot different time oh, than yeah. we did, and so their their whole set of values is so different than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's those generations make are a huge thing. It's a weird thing to love somebody as much as you can love a parent and yet still not be able to find a way to like always being around each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a very weird thing. Mm-hmm. And it happens in some relationships and, you know, we have great moments and bad moments and, you know, I think he came around to being proud of me when I started my business and has told me so, you know, it's nice enough to do that. But, you know, it's tough, very tough. So we have a mixed bag. What about Brian? What about what? What about Brian? Brian sits over, he's always quiet, he absorbs information like a sponge. Which is amazing for his generation. Yes, he absorbs things. He's listening all the time. (laughs) What you got to say, buddy? Uh, I don't know. I think they're all very interesting stories. Everyone has a very different relationship with their father than the next person. you know, my, so my dad passed away unexpectedly about six years ago. Uh, I was a sophomore in college, and uh, you know that was that was tough. Uh, my experience through that is I think that I never knew how close I was to my father until he passed away, and uh, I think my brother is the same way. So it's uh, you know when days come like yesterday, Father's Day, it's. It's a little bit tough. A little tug at the heart, right? Yeah. yeah. And especially now with social media, everyone's talking about, hey, this is my dad, and everyone's, everyone's talking about their memories, and some days you can talk about them, some days you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it just yeah, I was surprised I got through yesterday without a bucket of tears at all. I was surprised at, at myself. So I, I definitely did it. Yeah, you know, he's... I think about all the things that my dad taught me and I didn't even realize it he was one of those silent hard workers Uh, he worked third shift all the way through me growing up so that was always normal Uh, he worked at a factory 
uh, making coolers for Rubbermaid. Uh, so he'd, he'd go to work right after dinner around 6.30, and I'd get up to go to school the next morning, and he'd show up at the house around 7.30 a.m., and he'd eat breakfast with my brother and I, made sure he'd always eat breakfast with us, and see us out the door. And then uh, I'd see him later that night, and he was getting ready to go back to work. He'd do 12-hour shifts for as long as I can remember. So, so he basically would send, send you off every day with a note or some advice, then at the end of the day, he was able to ask you how your day went. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's There's pretty a lot of kids, a lot of people that don't have that, didn't have that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He, uh, so he worked at Rubbermaid for 17 years, and when I was about to go into high school, he started going to school with that. Uh, he, he got a certificate to work on aircraft engines, and uh, he started working at GE uh, after he got his degree or got a certificate, and at that point on, he made it to every single one of my ball games and every single one of my brothers, including all the ball games my brother played in college. He made it to every single one after that. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it, it was amazing, and it's, it's one of those things where you, you don't realize how awesome it is until you don't have it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, th those are the things that he taught us, is he never once complained but he was so proud and excited just to be there and watch it happen. That was awesome. I miss him. Ben? Uh, my, my father was, is, sorry. Um, whenever I said was, I'm thinking of young me and yeah. my relationship right. with him. Uh, these days, uh, we have an amazing relationship. Um, on the peer relationship uh, standpoint, and I don't remember exactly when it started. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, subordinate, you know, hierarchy thing to like now we talk freely and you know we're people. Yeah. Um, but growing up, he was a prosecutor, uh, and that was an interesting dynamic, uh, being the son of a prosecutor. And he was a prosecutor for 25 years, so uh, that's a long time to be a prosecutor. Most prosecutors do not. What, what county was it? Yeah, uh, Livingston County. Uh, so Chillicothe, Missouri, Livingston County. He's actually the city and the county for a while. Oh, okay. Um, and had a private practice on top. So he's a busy individual. And on top of that, doing uh, community service through, uh, like, Kiwanas and Masonic uh, Temple and stuff like that. But <laughs> growing up, we had this house uh, with a huge backyard, with a huge driveway, with a, with a garage that had a basketball goal and everything. We were just talking about this uh, yesterday and how much fun we had. Mm -hmm. um, so it was myself and my dad against my brother and another neighborhood kid. <laughs> and the rule was is if, if my dad and I won, I had to score the last basket. I was the, young, I was the youngest. So, I mean, obviously the father's always the best, you know, but uh, so he couldn't score the winning goal I had. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's um, cool. actually really cool. That yeah. is very cool. <laughs> very cool. But he, uh, he was, at the time, a man that was that was very wonderful for the most part, but uh, stern almost all the time as well. You know, um, I mean, his his job is putting people in jail. You know, he's a very serious individual. So uh, psychologically, it was very heavy. Just. Uh, his, his style of parenting was, 
you're, you're up, you know, you're just afraid of the guy. Yeah. Just, just you know, Christ. Um, like, but don't, I, I, don't remember, tell that. I remember the, I, I, so, so it was like this whole dynamic that I was uh, afraid of him and rebellious at the same time. You know, I was very rebellious as a, as a teenager and all that. Uh, went out and did a lot of like vandalism and stuff like that. Um, you know, he'd give me advice on how to uh, handle my affairs with school and my job and stuff like that. And I would just blow him off and be like, you know, fuck that, I'm not keeping up. I'm not keeping a, a a book of appointments or anything like that. You know, I'm not going to organize my, right, my time. Right, 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 <laughs> you know, right, right, he's always telling me to like organize my time, budget my money, all this stuff. I was like, mm, no, nope. yeah, not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and th- you know, because I, in my weird, stupid teenage mind, I didn't have respect for him. You know, um, and then one day I uh, was, I had, a, I had a assignment for like a speech class, uh, and I. Before that assignment decided I wanted to interview him in his perspective with his job and all that kind of thing. And he just started talking about it openly to me for the first time in our entire existence. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and it all dawned on me like, wow, you're a completely honest and honorable person. And and also talking to like the general public about prosecutors and stuff like that, I realized that a lot of prosecutors are terrible. <laughs> you know, they're not good people and they're just self-serving bastards. And whenever I compare my dad, you know, I'm just like, that's amazing, you know? And that's when I started like, maybe I should listen to this guy. And then I, then I started, uh, you know, actually opening up to him and listening to him and, and creating this relationship. And then eventually, whenever, you know, because I, he was obviously very disappointed when I failed out of college, you know, decided I didn't want to go to college. And I didn't want to stick around home, so I joined the military, so he gained some respect for that. And then whenever I finally got into Kansas City and started paving my way through the restaurant business. I think it kind of dawned on him that I was doing something unique and, and interesting. Uh, whenever he would come to Kansas City, you know, he and my mom, we'd be out somewhere, and, uh, like, we'd almost always run into somebody I know, you know? And it's weird how small Kansas City is like that, and I, you know, I always oh, absolutely. kind of liked my anonymity at first, but then I noticed that almost everywhere I was going, I was like, hey, what's up, yeah, and just like yeah. that kind of thing, and they noticed that I was being well-received in the city by by peers and other people and, and all of that. And it was like, well, you know, Ben's, you know. It's kind of what happened my dad and I when he came out and saw what I did. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You and I have a similar path in a lot of ways. Yeah. Went, went to the same college, same fraternity. Yeah. Both flunked out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you went to military, I went to oil field. Not a lot of yep. difference there either. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, ben and, I and now I want to, uh, okay. you know, get into business and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and back to uh, what you all were talking about, where you get to the point where there's that role reversal, where like I, I actually like uh, my parents are very well off, and they, and every time we go out, they they always my dad always pays, you know, right. like it's no question. Even my brother's an attorney; he doesn't even let my, my brother pay, you know. Oh, okay. I mean, we, we do things like bring them, you know, cigars or booze or you know, like we brought him the food to cook for Father's Day, but that's Father's Day. You know? that's, right, right. It's only that's that's of course we should do that. Right. But I want to get to the point where, you know. Whenever I go to meet him, I'm like, I got it, you know, yeah. and it's no stress on me financially. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the truth. Right now, it, I mean, doing stuff like that, like especially the places we eat, yeah. would be a stress on me financially. Yeah. I want to get to the point where it's not even a question. Yeah, he, uh, my my pop, he he loved to be able to tell people, my son did this for me, and uh, and I didn't even realize how much I enjoyed doing it. But, you know, like you say, it was, 
his tastes were simple because, you know, till almost the day he died, he was like, look, I'm just a country boy. I, you know, I like, I like simple stuff. And, you know, he's originally from, uh, from uh, Mississippi. And so, you know, he liked, you know, he liked simple food and simple places. I mean, he liked, you know, finer things, but they weren't important to him. Yeah. Like that. Um, so when we ate, you know, like when we went out to eat, you know, a lot of the time it would just be the two of us. Like when my mom wanted to go someplace to eat, she wanted to go someplace really nice. But my dad, he just wanted to go hang out with his son. And like, and I, and I just, after a while, I just realized how cool that was. Yeah. Did he ever take, did you guys fish? You know what? Actually, we never did fish. Now, I, the funny thing was, Pop. He grew up in Mississippi. He yeah, fished. Pop. No, yeah, I was going to say, Pop oh, yeah. definitely knew how to fish. Um, me, uh, I am an extreme city boy. Uh, I, I had no real, and, and, and I wish that I had gained an interest <coughs> in, in fishing and camping and some of those things that, like he, that he did like to do. Uh, well, he did when he was a younger man. I think, uh, you know, uh, I think probably, uh, probably when he married my mom, he probably uh, he probably punched outside his weight class a little bit and uh, and got and got, and got lucky. <laughs> and uh, so he was going to do everything he could to maintain the lifestyle that she was accustomed to, because you know my grandparents they didn't have a lot of money but you know my grandfather he ran his own uh his own cement finishing business um uh, bacon and sons and uh, and so i remember 80 81 um my grandparents and my aunt ruby took their life savings and they bought a three-story apartment building um in in chicago um took every dime they had you know, fixed it up. Actually, my grandfather and my uncles ripped up all the concrete around the whole building, including the sidewalk, repaved it themselves. Yeah, like he was an extremely hard-working guy. And, you know, and I, I know that I get my work ethic from my grandfather. You know, like I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to work as hard as I need to work to get whatever the job is done. Uh, and I know that, like, how to take care of myself as a man, how to how to groom properly and blah, 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 blah. That's all my pop, uh, you know. And, and little bits of my grandfather, because I used to love to watch my grandfather get dressed for church, because he'd lay a suit out, and he'd take his, he'd take, uh, you know, he'd take one of his fedoras or whatever, and he'd take the hat brush and brush it out, and he'd shine his shoes, and... So like all that kind of little stuff kind of stuck with me, but on a day to day, like uh, like uh, somebody who who will uh, remain nameless uh, uh, on this panel went with uh, me and the anonymous female to uh, get a uh, to get their first manicure. Uh, and whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, whoa. And my and my father, who was a very tough dude, <laughs> who was a very tough dude. Um, uh, was religious about getting a manicure. Yeah, like, yeah, like, 
Like, he would often mess his own cuticles up because he was trying to do crap at home that he knew he had no skills to do. But, uh, but yeah, like, he was religious about getting a manicure. He was religious about, you know, having his, his clothes a certain way and, you know, whatever his jewelry or whatever accessories he had a certain way. And, uh, and I picked up all those habits. <laughs> I picked them all up. So, yeah, like, I, you know, I, when I look back at my, my father uh, and my grandfather, for that matter, you know, I'm really, really happy and proud of, uh, of the men that they were and kind of the man they have helped me to become, you know. Uh, John, you've been sitting here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've been sitting here. You want to chime in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd say... My my relationship with my dad is based out of how in, incredibly similar we are. And how old, and how old are you? Just to... I'm 32. My dad's, oh, let's see, 58. Turned 59 this year. Right. So. Dad. Yeah. You're older than my dad. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. We're we're really. Uh, <laughs> We're really like the same person. And I think that's like where, like our, I don't know, like my conflicts growing up with my dad was pretty much all based on the fact that we're the same guy. Because we're just both really, just really stubborn. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a hardworking guy, and I, I'm a middle child. And if you've known me for more than two hours, then you probably know that I, I have middle child syndrome. Like. Not other. I always wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to listen to anybody, especially my dad. And it just—I I probably took years off of his life, like literally, you know, because I stressed him out so much. I mean, he's thrown a couch through my closet before just because I didn't want to go to work when I was like, I don't know, fifteen right. or something like that. But I—I I don't know. I think it's like you always hear that you know you don't know what you have till it's gone, kind of thing. Well, I, I think it kind of works both ways, too. I mean, you don't really know what you have until you're gone. Because I was just gone for the last five years. I just got back in March. So it's like... From military? From, yeah, I was in the Navy for five mm. years. Mm. And honestly, that was that was the first time I ever took advice from him, really. Mm. I mean, he said, hey, you know what? You should look in and join the Navy. I went to the recruiting office the next day. A week later, I was signed on a contract. And 13 days later, I left for boot camp.